Get on your feet, everybody. I had the Lord saying, the church is coming to a place where the stimulation of our intellect will not violate a supernatural expression. The Lord spoke to me a while ago. He said, there was a move of God in this nation over 10 years ago that involved the stimulation of the intellect. But that move became a distraction because in the name of being stimulated intellectually, a people without understanding of supernatural were being bred. In fact, it got so bad that they despised the supernatural. But there is an expression by the spirit that engages your intellect and makes you relevant like Daniel was relevant in Babylon, Joseph in Egypt. A people whose expression will not be boxed in. In the physical buildings of churches, but a people with capacity to influence the society in every aspect of it. A people with capacity to interpret dreams like Joseph. That we interpret effectively in every strata by the Spirit. They will not be less spiritual. <laughs> they will engage intellectually by the Spirit. I heard the Lord saying, There is a move breathing upon this nation. Get ready for it. You know, it's getting so bad. Because something is about to be battered. And so many people have come to a place of every pain in this nation. I found myself weeping during the NSAS demonstration. Because it dawned on me that the same thing a generation demonstrated about 35 years ago are still being recycled. My wife got so concerned when she saw me one day weeping in my study. She said, is there a problem? I said, I'm fine. Well, I'm weeping for this nation, for my nation. But I see a generation rising. This is not just going to be one of those conferences that you come to and you get stimulated. And, you know, a few days after you move on. No. All this stimulation will stay with you by the Spirit. 
Are you listening to me? I know the common saying now is get out of this nation. Can I speak as your apostle? If God has no plan for you outside this nation to be detrimental to your destiny. Are you listening to me? Yes, several agencies around to get you out now. Now, it's the will of God for some people to be dispersed. But it's the will of God for a whole lot of you to stay. And stir up the fire of revival. But this revival will not just be a revival in the four walls. To be a revival beyond the four walls. I see a generation rising with fire. With a capacity. With a depth. They will be intentional. They will be deliberate. The whole purpose of the new being established is this. People have sat me down and said, teach me the strategy. How were you able to come up with the new? And I've said to them over and over, it was not a strategy. It was an instruction. Over three years ago, the Lord spoke to me. There is a generation out there that must be reached. He said, you've been around for a while, but there's a new generation that must be reached. And he says, I have a plan to reach them. And that's how the idea of the new came. And in three years, we have followed the Lord. But the Lord said, something is about to happen in the fourth year. Mark my word as a prophet. Something is about about something I speak in my office as a prophet of the Lord something is about to happen in this fourth year it will be like a wave across the land something is breathing there's a pattern coming. A generation is about to emerge. Make war sort of baba. I want to pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, whether you are watching virtually or you are present in this physical building, that you will be relevant. That you will take your place. And play your role in this movement of the spirit. Wave your hands all over the land, all over the house. Wow, what an anointing! What an anointing! I feel the glory of God in this house. Come on, leave those hands up on high. Listen, listen to me. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I won't take much. I've been preaching for three weeks every day, so 
I don't have to preach today. It's fine. I'll just talk to you like a father. Can I? DDK, thank you for being here. Can you hear me celebrate DDK? You know, I, I, I mean, I'm in this nation presently because the Lord summoned me about seven weeks ago. You can ask Pastor T. It wasn't planned. All of a sudden, I just called. I said, I'll be in Nigeria in three weeks. All the meetings, everything was put together in three weeks. And in fact, that's why most uh, preach, I mean, most pastors, that's like Kingsworth, did not even know I was coming until I was almost coming or until I had arrived because I was not planning to come to to Nigeria on the second half of the year. I'm like, okay, let's things settle down. Let's most people get the vaccine. Then I'll come around. All this social distancing thing, you know, I'm not used to it. How can I come to Nigeria when, although your social distancing is very amazing, I won't say more than that. The definition of social distancing now is according to the revelation of every assembly. So, been to places and I saw their social distancing. It was in the unseen. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> why we look not at what we see, but at what we do not see. Their distance in the realm of the spirit. So, <laughs> but I mean, jokes apart, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I need you in this nation. And that's why, and that was when next conference was arranged. Shala was on my case. He said, there must be next conference if you are coming. I'm like, let me just do something. In fact, we fought. Like uh, two months ago, he said, let's do virtual. He said, no, that is no virtual next conference. He said, you can't do it now. But here we are at next conference. And it's going to be the best conference ever. It's going to be the best conference ever something is unloading you, uh, you know the apostles that call themselves apostles and the apostles that are real apostles are man apostles not because I'm trying to convince you I know it and if you don't know it know it from today God sent me I didn't pick up myself and send myself he sent me on a mission and if there's anything he wants me to talk about where engaging a generation is concerned. By the way, I'm going to be starting a network. And this network is specifically to help the new generation ministers. We're supposed to launch it today. We, try, we start the launching today, but we'll really launch it maybe on, on Monday. And there's a... The, is very, very and I'm very very intentional and strategic. Uh, the the people I'm going to be bringing in into the network, uh, Tati and Honda. What is it? Ah, no footballage. So <laughs> I'm very very deliberate. We might take a few people over Tati if you have strong cases, but it's Tati and Honda primarily because that is what God put in my heart Pastor Shim, you are 30 and under <laughs> according to the age of your spirit <laughs> okay talking about you know 
By the way, why are you not blessed by the session by Toby? I love Toby so much. Can you just celebrate Toby? I love him. I love him. We spoke a few weeks ago and he was like, Reverend, if I don't call you, it's not as if I'm not connected to you. I watch you every week. That's Toby for you. An amazing young man that I love so much. Doing an amazing apostolic work in UK. Now, talking about the move of God in your generation, in our generation, because I'm still, I'm relevant in every generation. Have you noticed? I mean, I'm so, I'm, I'm on point. I'm on point. In fact, if care is not taken, I will let you, I will teach you about your generation more than I will say, come on, this is how we roll, you know. This is how we roll. <laughs> The other day, I went to play basketball uh, after one of my meetings in, was it your show, or wherever. And when they saw me throwing, they were like, what? I'm current. So three points like that. Ages in the mind. And by the way, I'm in eternity. The core message that God gave me for this season is tell my people that they should not lose, them tem- lose themselves in time. Now, there is a call to you that resides in eternity. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, If then you are raised with Christ, if then you are raised with Christ, you have been raised with Christ, then he says, set your. He said, if then you are, you are, if then you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Now listen, where Christ is seated is where you are seated. Because you are one spirit, not two spirits. And in verse 2, he says, set your mind on things which are above. Why? Because that's where you are. But someone say, I'm here. No, you have a department here. But your headquarter is there. You didn't hear me. Your spirit is the headquarter. Your body is only a department here. But the department is run from the headquarter. Can you see after me say, I'm in eternity. Your body is in time. But your spirit is in eternity with Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, don't allow time to dictate to you. Because beyond time, you have a capacity in eternity. Looking at how to break this down in such a way that you, 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 will, not, you will not lose the, the main point I'm trying to set across. And I don't want to talk for long. Say it with me. Say, I'm in eternity. Running time. Now think about it. While will he give you eternal life? Now. When you are still. Or should I say when your body is in time. I was, I was in redemption camp yesterday ministering and, you know, I've seen miracles on this trip a lot. So God told me, he said, he said there are people with ear 
deformity, I mean, infirmity is mostly deafness. So about, how many, Femi, where's Femi? How many people came out? 25 or thereabout people came out. Deafness, total deafness, partial deafness. And everybody. Everybody. Everybody, including people that have been deaf from bats. Every hair opened perfectly. That was 3 a.m. this morning, between 12 and 3 a.m. this morning. Listen to this. Somebody say, Really? <laughs> but you know, it was easy. I deploy forces from eternity into time. Now, you go to your workplace in time. But you know you can function with the capacity of eternity. There's a mindset. And that's why Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, set your mind where your spirit is. Your spirit is not trying to ascend. In fact, let me break it down. You know we talk about growing spiritually, technically. You cannot grow in your spirit. You are one spirit. The same capacity Jesus has. That's what is in your spirit. It's your mind that needs to ascend to join your spirit. When your mind rises, you realize the supernatural is so easy. It's just like that. Somebody say, why a miracle so easy? Because I climbed into a realm. I saw it clearly. And this is when I minister. If you bring a dead person, it doesn't shake me. Especially when I'm able to tap into that realm easily and flow from that frequency. Running time with eternity mentality. You know, there are different levels of life. There's plant life, there's animal life, there's natural human life, but there's a God kind of life. Zoe, the life that runs eternity. Why did he give you that life now? That life has been given to you to dominate time. Now, I'm not just talking about having miracles and services like this. I'm talking about taking eternity to your workplace. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about just functioning word of knowledge and word of wisdom in a church service. Make a sataba. But, but there is a space allocated to you. If I can heal the sick by the principle of eternity, you can save a business by the principle of eternity. Oh, get on your feet, everybody. It's about relevance. We have relevance in our generation. We've got what it takes, but do we know it? Raise your mind to where your spirit is. 
function from eternity and dominate time. You know, GTK, God showed me something about two weeks ago that blasted my mind. Is that in Matthew chapter 14 when Jesus sent his disciples ahead of him and they got into a boat and you know the boat, boat was being tossed around. How many of you know it? Can you show the scripture? The boat was being tossed around and they were like scared. But here was Jesus who was he seemed he was in time but he was more in touch with eternity than time. He was on the mountain praying connected in eternity so he knew what was happening in time so he came to meet them in time and what did he do the same turbulency that was tossing their sheep they found they saw him walking on it ah they screamed he's a ghost they didn't lie is a ghost. In fact, lift up your two hands and shout, I'm a ghost. The word ghost is just an old English word for spirit. It takes a ghost to walk on water because a ghost functions in eternity above time. You know, it was not showing off. You know, every time Jesus did those things like speak to this, it was not to show off. It was to show you. Yeah. And you know, if you are talking about walking on, walking on waters, it has even happened. It happened in Indonesia. There were Christians that needed to cross from one region to another region and there was no way, there was no boat. They walked on water in Indonesia in about, I mean, more than something years ago. So, so it's a capacity that you have. He walked on. The same, you know, God showed me something recently that marked me. He said, did you notice that I did not calm the water before walking on it? So he did not say, okay, 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 okay. Turbulent water, calm down. As turbulent as it was, he walked on it. So he said, how do you know? You know, it was that turbulence that Peter saw that made him to start drowning. Then after he had walked on it, he now calmed it. I had the Lord saying, he said, there are situations you are asking me to come, but I will not come. He said, I, I, I expect you to walk on it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Paul besought him three times, take this thing away from me. He said, mm -mm walk on it my grace you have grace to walk on it <laughs> dominating time from eternity who told you the new generation does not need the supernatural that was that's one of the greatest mistake he said keep, keep it simple keep it practical now the question is what is your definition of practicality nothing is more practical than that realm in fact what you call practical came out of that realm he said what we see came out of what we do not see just because you don't see it does not mean it's not there 
take your mind from the seen to the unseen. Hey, who am I talking to tonight? Transport your mind. Why is your mind on that? Ah, take it there. You want to dominate? You want to be relevant? Take your mind there. They lie to you. Relevance is about being practical. What is the definition of being practical to you? Stop to the heart. Hey. I've seen the supernatural. I'm an apostle of the supernatural. The supernatural is so real to me. If you don't believe in it, it's your problem. It's your cup of tea. It's too late. I've seen what God has done. I've seen. Eh, eh. Don't worry. If you want to talk, you'll be talking. Me, I will be doing it. The last two weeks, if you've been following me, hey. fibroid that looked like four months pregnancy disappeared, full flattened. And the Lord is telling me to tell you, he said, if that, if that can help happen in the arena of the physical body, it can happen in any space. It can happen in business space. There, there are people here that God is changing your orientation. God is changing your orientation. You know, Bolaji said it perfectly. There's a mind stuck in poverty, stuck so low, you can't even see wealth. Who told you just because you are called to ministry, eh, it's ministry alone you should face? What if God wants to open wells for you in other places, in other spaces? Especially if you're in this ministry, you have no excuse. Who's your Jew? Although I don't use your title. Ask the people that are with me. Even with all this busy schedule, I was still closing deals. In COVID, when the whole world was supposed to be locked down, God was opening wells for me. Not just one well, multiple wells. Supernatural intelligence. One of my protocols looked at me today. He said, ah, that D. Wow. Just like that, you just closed that D. In between meetings, I just finished one meeting and I was going for another meeting. And I just sensed in my spirit, call this person. And this is what you should say. And I said it. He said, okay, we transfer the money on Monday. He said, until. He said, there's probably a money we transfer. He said, it's okay, it's okay. And 15 minutes after, I close another one. I said, ah, just like that. I've tried all manner of things. There was a day. Let me just, you are young people, right? Let me set you on fire tonight. Last, yeah, there was a day. You know, I know a bunch of things. I trade Forex, I trade, there was a day I just felt like trading Forex. So I traded Forex and I have this account in Nigeria. I said, let me just play around with it. So I play around with it from, uh, what time? Like 5 a.m. in Chicago time till 2.30 p.m. And it was good. So when I showed a Jimmy, some of you that do for us, you know a Jimmy, right? I showed Jimmy the result. A Jimmy screamed. A Jimmy said, Daddy. He said, How many hours? I said, Eight hours. Just two million profits. Only. Only. He said, Daddy, you can trade Forex. Joko Sibe. There's so much capacity to you. This thing in your church, it didn't just appear. 
It's a product of my company. Somebody say, all the kids watch churches now have LED screen because their father makes it. Supernatural intelligence. I've done businesses in hundreds of thousands of dollars with people I've not set eyes on. Supernatural, I just feel connected and, and I start chatting and chatting and I will just zero in. This is it, this is it, this is it. The same word of knowledge that heals the sick. Just zero in, this is it. Make closer. And we start making transactions that don't make sense with people we have never laid hands on. But there is a conviction, this is it. Even without much publicity, it begins to grow everywhere. They so say, ah, people, people, there were people that were fighting me over this in this nation. They say, ah, Reverend, it's not fair. Why didn't you tell us? I said, okay, it might be no. Okay, we can still take care of you now. I say, okay, okay, we are just send the money. Send the money. We will take care of you. Because some of you think we only lay hands on people and people fall under the power. This day I don't even lay hands a lot unless God tells me to lay hands. Be stirred up. Eternity is a reality. Raise your mind. Raise your mind. In closing, let me share a story with you. And we're still talking about engaging a new generation, right? Yes, God took me to Philippines well over 10 years ago, and I thought I was going to Philippines to, you know, do a major work as a missionary from America, you know, reaching the lost world, not knowing God was trying to help me. So on that trip, when I got to Manila, I met my host pastor, Tony Mariogi. And he said, okay, uh, Pastor Kadin, who's a Chinese pastor, is going to be waiting on you. He will take care of you. Welcome to Philippines. I said, thank you, thank you. You know American preachers, they can be very proud. Because they are the ones that take money to everywhere. I've been to Philippines before and my previous trip. In fact, I'm the one that will preach and I'm the one that will give an honorarium. You give the church money for projects. So I'm like, okay, we're here to help you. On this trip, I was done with my first meeting and he took me back to the hotel room himself. You understand what that means in a few moments. So and on his way out of my room, he said, Pastor, I left something for you by your side bed or by, this, by your side table. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, how many pesos? <laughs> but to my surprise, when I stood up and looked in the direction, it was not pesos, it was dollars. It was a thousand dollars. Protocol. This is different. So he came back the following day. He said, Pastor, do you need anything? I'm taking you out to do. So we went out to do a few things around Manila. And we'll be driving. And we'll see a store, a nice store. And he said, that's my store. I said, oh, wow, you don't wait for yourself. So after a while, I said, that's my store again. And he said, that's my store again. So I said, ah, Mr. Ma, 
how many stores do you have? He said, I have 26 of them. Ah. Okay. And you are my protocol officer. This one is a senior protocol officer. I'm going somewhere with this story. So, maybe the third or the fourth day, I was supposed to have a minister's conference for a whole province. And, you know, in, in Philippines, they use province, not states. So, the whole province gathered. And, you know, we drove like three hours or thereabouts to get into the the meeting place, which is a, is a resort, a resort. So beautiful results. So they brought me in, it took me in, and it took me to the presidential suites, you know, and you know, like, oh, I like this, it's nice. So I sat down. After I sat down and I was cooling down, the head of the ministerial body of the province came into my room and introduced himself. Um, so, 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 I'm the, I'm the, you know, the, over, the overseeing, whatever, of the ministerial body. And, you know, after I introduced himself, he turned to my protocol officer. And he said, Pastor, help us thank him. Because he was the one that gave us this resort. It's his resort. I began to look at him dangerously. TDK, he drove me himself. He did not even mention a word. Not a driver, himself. Ah, at that point, everything that looked like money around me, I took it out. So I said, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to give an offering. He said, to the overseeing, no, the protocol. That was the first time I gave a seat to a protocol officer. So I gave him, I said, I want to show a seat to your life. He looked at me, he said, why? I said, there's something you know that I don't know. Yes. He said, really? I said, don't worry. He said, you are a pastor? Say said, yes. You want to know how to preach and minister to the sick? Say said, yes. Say said, I'm very good at that. I've been doing that since I was 18. God called me in 1990. And I'm anointed. Say said, that one is simple. Say, but this money thing, Sir. you will teach me. When he saw my humility, he was moved. So on our way back to Manila, the conversation changed. I gave him the right to speak into my life. And he started correcting me. He said, Pastor, if you want to be rich, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got back to the hotel. I was lodged. And now, you know, I'm being real. He's being real. He looked at me and said, Pastor, I don't like your room. I don't even like this hotel. I said, okay, if you say so. <laughs> he said, I, I have a prophet chamber in my house. Ah, I said, we have left. <laughs> <laughs> so we packed all my things. And that day, we moved, not second day, that day, we moved out. And we moved into his house. Third, the topmost floor, the topmost floor of his house, there's this chamber called the prophet chamber. And I moved into the prophet chamber. Hey! I felt the anointing. Surrounded by money. 
and he became my friend. And he took me all around Philippines for the next two weeks, preaching in big churches, 10,000 member church, and he would be talking to me, correcting me, instructing me. And me too, I'll be laying hands on him. Take the power, heal the sick, cast out demon. I will teach him words, he will teach me money matters. That was the beginning of my transformation. My mind started ascending. You know, the people you roll with is very important too. If all your friends are talking 10,000, 10,000, it's a dangerous thing. Looking for a friend that can talk one million. I'm serious. Your mind will climb to one million. And after a while, I say, ah, one million, Kiri. One billion. One billion. And your mind will climb again to one billion. Your spirit is seated with Christ. One billion is nothing. Ah, one billion is nothing. It's nothing. It's how far you take your mind. Let your mind ascend. We're talking about, can, can I prophesy right now? We're talking about people that will sit with governments. That will cause a shift in culture. People that will form policy. I'm talking about people that will be next governors in the, in the next few years. Who am I talking to? Not stealing governors. But governors that will change things. Senators that will really work. Not the ones we have now. I don't even know what they are doing. I mean, what are, which laws? Which policy? Only. And I said that without any, any sense of apology. Thieves. I was in Umaya with Jerry two weeks ago and I I had something that is still shaking me to today. They said the government house in Umaya is rented. This <laughs> thing. The golf meant house, the secretariats. <laughs> the government house is rent. Who is collecting the rents? <laughs> so the state has a landlord. Then who owns the states? But there is hope for Nigeria. I said there is hope for Nigeria. So we're not just talking about the kind of gospel that we get all excited in the four walls of the church. If that's all we do, then it's wasted. But we're talking about people that we enter every structure, every space, every field with the capacity of eternity. And they will be able to influence things in time. They will move things in time with their eternal capacity. They have eternal life. That's what I'm not just talking about a few believers because what we have had in, up to now is a few believers. 
Uh, let's be plenty now. Mm, you take your space, you take your space, you take your space. Mark my words. This space is my space in this nation. I was with Shola yesterday. Shola Oshibakide. And he was talking to another, to another pastor in, in Kaduna, uh, to the Volanta. And he said, oh, Dr. K is here. Yes. He's in charge of LED all over the nation. So most churches, I said, preach it. Say it, say it, say it. <laughs> so, and, and the man fell prayed. He called me immediately. He said, take care of us. I said, we will take care of you. We, we run it. 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 And the man that is talking is the man that has been running a crazy itinerary for the last two and a half weeks. So what is your excuse? What's your excuse? You know, when God gave me that idea over, you know, the company is not up to two years. It's over a year. When the Lord gave me that idea, I was firstly stupid. And I repented. God gave me the idea. And people you see, we come around to Chicago and we see our LED. Say, ah, beautiful LED. Which company did it for you? Say, ah, I can give you the information. Ah, this is the phone number. Call these people. They will do it. I did it like two or three times. Say, ah, or there, or there. <laughs> God said, I gave you an idea. And you are. Lanu Baga. Baga, Baga. I said, Lord, what am I supposed to say? For my company, my friend. Okay, it's a company. You know, some of you God has opened wells for you, and you are too, too or dead to recognize this is God, because an angel was not doing like this. I'm the Lord; I change it not. There are wells everywhere. There are wells. I feel an anointing of the spirit. There are people that are going to leave this place and their eyes will open up. Because there are wells that have been around you that you did not see. You've been praying in the spirit. Now it's time to see in the spirit. See your wells. See your wells. See your wells. A generation that will not be broke. A generation that will not be relevant. A generation that will fill every space. Take their space. Dominate their space. Control their space. And represent God in their generation. Amen. We're not some broke people. We're people with a voice. We have been given the message. How do we engage this generation in the supernatural? We tell them the supernatural is not confined to the four walls of the church, the supernatural is everywhere. Do we heal the sick? Yes. Do we raise the dead? Yes. But we also raise companies. We make policies. We are influencers. We have a voice. We are sharp intellectually. Our intellectuality does not conflict with our supernatural. In fact, it's our supernatural that charges our intellects. We're sharp. You need to see me closing a deal. Ah! You will respect. Be like, ah, ah, daddy. And you know, ah, skill. 
there was one of my clients I needed to talk to today. And I needed to collect some thousands from him. And I'm like, okay, how do I go? It's okay. I just called him. I said, I'm the neighborhood. I want to see the LED that we installed. He said, oh, wow, beautiful. So they, they said, so like, hey, oh, yeah, because I've not seen it. Installation all over the country. Okay, oh, beautiful. He said, wow, I called him back. I said, yeah, I love your facility. It's a beautiful facility. And the LED fits in perfectly. He said, yes. He said, it looks like it was built into the architecture. I said, yes, yes, yes. And by the way, concerning the remaining whatever, uh, do, 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 you, do you intend to pay it in Naira or, or dollars? It's, ah, okay, we will even be thinking about it. We'll pay it on Tuesday. So that's perfect. That's perfect. So, okay, see you on Tuesday. God bless you. Okay. The wisdom of the Holy Ghost. He was listening. He said, ah, don't go direct. I want me to call this on your son. With a thank you. Without asking for your money, you have asked for your money. Wisdom. We don't just pray in tongues. It doesn't hang there. It impacts everything about our life. The supernatural is a reality. We impose eternity on time all the time. So engaging the new generation does not mean bringing down the standard of the supernatural. Oh, because they cannot take the supernatural, let's make it natural so that it will be practical. It makes you practical. There are demons everywhere. You know, one of the things I've realized on this trip is there are more cases that are that, are, that have demonic root. I'm talking about, I mean, talking about physical bodies now, symptoms in the body. You'll be shocked. A good percentage of those cases have demonic root. And if you don't know how to operate in the supernatural and cast out demons, I was in Ijebu on, was it Tuesday or Monday? Last week, Monday. Everybody that got healed in Ijebu day, we had to cast out a demon. Say, ah, it means you won't be here. And we now operate like, oh yeah, God is good. The devil does not trouble us. We're fine. No, the devil is there. I, I will close with this. I said something in Redemption Cup yesterday night. I said, it's not as if the devil does not attack. But we are more aware of our defense. For example, I did not come to Nigeria alone. I came to Nigeria with ministering spirits. Has it been trying to attack me since I came? Yes. But they that will be with me are more than their attacks destroying him. So, in conclusion, one of our awareness is ministry spirit. Because the Lord spoke to me. He said one of the things that will mark this generation, talking about the church, the church in this generation, is increased activities of angels increase activities of what angels you will see angels move your files can i prophesy as i close people will call you for jobs and you will say ah they say you apply i applied i applied i applied i remember how you got your first job
He was my PA. Following me everywhere. And on Sunday, when we were going for one of the meetings, in the car, his phone rang. Say, said, hey, yes, yes, I just have to call you. Uh, we, saw, we saw your resume, or what do you call it here? CV. We saw your CV. And he had to say, ah, but this is Sunday. He said, hey, I know, I know. But I just had a strong impression that I, will, I should call you. He had to tell them, okay, okay, we'll talk tomorrow. That's how he got his first job. He just left school then. The, res the, the CV has been there for a while. But all of a sudden, angels move the files around. Some of you will land contracts. 